Hey, what's going on? Sunday morning, making motivation podcast with Dr. O. Beautiful day, beautiful. 76 out already. I'm heading down the office real quick so I can get some shit squared away, you know, get prepared for the week. See, there's nothing like, if you, if you don't like Mondays, chances are it's because a lot of the time you put off all the things that you might need to do in order to prepare for the week to make it easier for yourself. Kind of head off at the pass some of the nonsense. You fail to do that. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to walk into a busy Monday and have any detail not squared away. So I'm heading down early. I slept in a little bit. Just woke up about an hour ago. Had a nice breakfast some uh, sunny side up eggs and some yogurt some damn mixed nuts banana cup of coffee and on this beautiful day I'm speeding down to that office checking this out seeing what I can do what can I troubleshoot what can I have prepared my front desk is said to be coming in sometime today to do the same clean up get shit going and I surely appreciate that and need that. But I'm not going to count on that. So, hope everybody's having a good weekend. <clears throat> I have an interesting story that I think you might enjoy. We've been doing, you know, you know, sports participation these days for your kids. It's really a year-round thing. I don't know if it's if this is something within the last decade or two that started, but when I was a kid, there were a shitload of pickup games down at the park. There was definitely organized athletics like Pop Warner football and, and et cetera, et cetera. But there was a clear season after which it was like, all right, do something in the off-season, guys. Well, we got a great Pop Warner squad led by some great coaches and some awesome families, all wonderful people. However, you know, this is friggin' serious business. When we're doing a lot of off-season training, we've had seminars, we've had uh, flag football leagues, and then something called seven-on-seven, and, you know, of course my son, he loves his shit. Football is his thing, it's something he can do very well. And he's made incredible strides in, let's say, if any area of development Sam is doing really well with is sports. And following directions out there, being part of a team, all that good stuff that really can only be had through sports. So I'm very thankful for <clears throat> his coaches and his teammates, etc. So in this 7-on-7 seven seven league, we played for however many weeks months, and we've played all over, mostly local teams that will meet down at a central location in uh, this place called LaSalle College High School, which is, I, I don't know, it's a friggin' prep school, it's a, it's a private school, and a very beautiful place, obviously they've seen a lot of local mainline kids, families have money, put them in private school, and I think it's a great 
it probably would be worth it. You had the money, right? So we, we played most of our games down there. Afterward, you know, we, we were like the pretty much the champions of the tournament. Rain came in a couple times and washed out the, uh, the game, and we got delayed, and so we have yet to play the championship, but we're probably the first seed. Team does well together. Very stacked, very deep in terms of tech, um, technical ability, and you know, we're looking for seven people to throw a football around. Well, 12 or 14 will show up because good coaching, good team, and they win. So as the word spread that we have a good team, the Braves 7-on-7 squad, different Philadelphia area schools have said, hey, can you come on down and play with us? Would you want to play with us? And some of these, like we live in the suburbs, man, even more rural than suburbs. You know, Souderton School District where we live, a lot of farms, a lot of, uh, you don't have to go too far before you have a built-up area, but even though we're 30 minutes, 30 miles outside of Philly, we, things are very country out here and very comparatively slow-paced. Now, it's the suburbs of a major city in the tri-state area on the East Coast, so there's plenty of population. It's just that, you know what I'm saying, we're in the damn suburbs, man. Things are easy peasy around here. We got recently some invites from these inner city teams to come down and play. And immediately my son noticed that there was a difference in how aggressive these uh, players, these teams would play. They're always putting their hands on you. Now this is a no-tackle league, no-block league, so it's just two-hand touch basically. No flags to pull. <clears throat> These inner city kids are very aggressive. And, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who's from in, from Philly and explaining this. And she said, yeah, you know, it's, people don't have as much. You know, people live right on top of one another. Uh, there's a lot of competition. You know, think about what that does when you take everybody and put them in a very small environment. They're forced to interact they're forced to play, to be neighbors, to, uh, you know, survive, essentially. Put everybody, stack everybody on top of one another. Nobody's got any money. And you're basically in an urban environment. We live out in the country where things are like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. All right, we're going to go down to this. To the, We're going to drive our SUVs down to this football uh, freaking field today. We're going to play over here and everything is really nice. Now we could even, we complain sometimes that our football field is like below sea level because it's always swampy, always wet. It's flat, whereas you go to some of these other places and an ideal would be a turf field, right, with a crown on it so the moisture can kind of drain off a little bit. Now, our field is pretty murky, but we have other fields we can play out around here. Yesterday, we go down, this is the punchline, I guess, we go down to this uh, Philadelphia school, this rec center in inner city Philly, 
And let me tell you, this was the, this was the ghetto. This was a park. It was called a rec center, and there was a uh, one of those uh, tire products, uh, a soft uh, synthetic tire playground, a little cushiony, and the rest was concrete. They had a shitty-ass, dilapidated field that was uneven and divots and all kinds of stuff. And trash is blowing everywhere. Fucking plastic bags, milk jugs, bottles, glass shards all over the place. All over the steps that the kids are going to be climbing up. Graffiti, fences with holes in them. Things that look like clothing or blankets or something like that resting on these uh, park benches. So it it was a shitty area of town. We got a guy uh, riding a wheelie on a dirt bike all the way down the street. That's when you know you're in the ghetto. And first of all, it's just appalling to me that you know, less than an hour from where we live, somebody lives like this. I, I'm, it saddens me. When you go out there and the kids, I don't know if they didn't, you know, we show up with our jerseys and we're all shined and uh, legit kids showing up with nice fresh haircuts and stuff like that. And these kids look, look healthy, they looked like they took care of themselves, but one of the coaches bellowed, come get your jerseys, and you could tell that either they don't use their jerseys very often, or they don't really have them, and this might have been one of the first times that they wore them for this purpose in the offseason, so... We pull up in our shiny SUVs after a long week's work with our families. It just, to me, it felt very much, oh, everybody was, you know, nice enough, us and them. It was very intimidating going into their house, you know? And if they come up, play us they're going to see shit you know these beautiful homes that a single family lives in and then 100 150 feet grass big grass plot that you got to mow roads repaved every year it just this was their fucking this was their park this is a place where kids and families should go and shoot hoops and you know, throw a ball around and, and let their kids go on the playground and, and they were all doing that there were kids out there and it's a beautiful day a nice wind blowing 
it was sad to see the haves and the have-nots in America. And I've been in some, you know, rougher areas before. Seen some ghettos. It's, uh... It, it left me feeling with... Like, kind of rooting for the home team, man. In fact, there was a period where... They had the offense, and their quarterback was a was a girl who was probably almost six foot tall, with a headscarf on. Must have been Muslim girl, and she had a fucking hell of arm. It was clear that she was the the uh, head of that team. She had a great arm. She would cover. She would throw with precision. Just was very strange. Uh, Not that a woman couldn't do that, a girl couldn't do that, but it was just. It was, it was an interesting thing to watch. So you see them with their kind of ragtag jerseys. And you know, their shitty field and glass bottles broken everywhere. And you say, man, this is, I, 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 we, we need to let them win or something, you know? Really need to let them win. And we didn't. I think we narrowly beat them, but I was started to say that there was a point where there was a, um, one of their, their offenses to the, that girl, she throws the, the ball and connects with a guy in the left corner in the end zone. And our guy caught it too, kind of, and they wrestled over it. And finally, uh, that went on for a couple seconds, and all the teammates ran over, and things were looking kind of tense for a second. And then they said, uh, all right, that's the parents and the coaches stopped it. And there was confusion as to whether it was a touchdown or whether it was we were going to do the play again. We wound up doing the play again, which the parents of the uh, inner city kids didn't agree with. They're like, "What? What are we doing? You know, that was a, that's a touchdown, right? It's a touchdown." Like, or, or they, they come in here trying to cheat us or something like that. You know, it was nuts. But I think we, we narrowly won, and. They shook hands, took a picture together, and there was a real sense of of camaraderie and, hey, look at us. But it it was a very, very interesting thing, man. Just going into another part of the community, which seems a world away, and people, they clearly don't have as much, yet we still speak the same language and barely, though, Right? We're not familiar with the, their daily struggles. So I think it was a healthy thing to bring our kids down there and play. It was like a two-hour game, and then, like I said, there was a sense that we weren't going to play until it was done, like the, until the kids were exhausted, basically. And we weren't going to make any waves about the way the game was played. It was just—it was a great exercise. And connecting communities, probably, through sport. Very important. Maybe we'll get... Our coach is a great coach. Maybe he'll 
reconnect with them and get them back up to play us and um, we can all develop our kids together and break down some of these uh, you know, unofficial barriers that we have up within our communities. We stopped on the way home from this uh, football game at a local at a Wawa about a mile down the road, and this Wawa was like a was a buzz. There was just crazy characters out front. A woman cursing and swearing at somebody. I don't know. I didn't make try not to make eye contact with her. And then she's got her door open of a Cadillac. It's all dented up, and she's coming over and hugging somebody in the Cadillac and then goes around, sees another another car pulls up to our left that was not in a parking space, not an official parking space. It was like in the, the hazard lane, you know, that, that you're not supposed to park in. They pulled right up like it was nothing. A couple girls get out. They hug this woman who was like almost like an old lady. She's cursing at everybody. And then, she, and then she's hugging everybody. Fucking craziness, man. Just crazy. It's not a world that I would want to live in, but I respect that people do. And when in Rome, you know, you got to adapt. And so that was good. It's good for the kids to get down there and play and interact with some other students, some other athletes, and, and for everybody to get together on a nice Saturday afternoon. Glad we did it. Huh! <laughs>